1: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
3: Churn-off time coming up. Run through the Week 18 card in mere mere moments. What do you want from your book? Great odds, personalized promotions about a faster app with easier withdrawals and complete security. Live your bet life. And if you're looking to bet big, PointsBet Diamond Clubs an invite-only premier betting experience. Visit PointsBet.com to request access and start earning Diamond Club benefits like personalized promotions, exclusive access to tickets and events, Sign up for PointsBet today and live your bet life. Must be 21.
4: Adam Chernoff joins the program now. Product dot com and his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Adam, good morning. Thanks for the time as always. Uh, so, based on what we saw last night, and you got like five thoughts on games this week. Not a lot of bets so far, but you're going to uh, you're going to explain that because it's you know time to be careful here with what could possibly happen in Week 18. Based on what we saw last night at Big Ben's press conference. What are you looking for, maybe today or this week, in terms of making a bet between this Pittsburgh-Baltimore game?
5: Yeah, let's wait and get a number. We haven't really seen like a true open yet, but the press conference, like you mentioned, to me was interesting. The situation for him and his last game at Heinz Field, obviously that meant a lot. It was a significant occasion, but it was the last comment that he made after talking for a couple of minutes was almost like, "Oh yeah, we have to play." Baltimore next week. Like he was all about how this was the end for him and this was it and how emotional it was. And so it was like very much that the game coming up was sort of like an afterthought given the whole circumstance and scenario. But this is an offense that hasn't really been able to sustain any success for like the last, I don't want to whole say whole season, but like really the last six to seven weeks, they've completely fell apart, especially early in games. We know the Ravens under Harbaugh have, sort of a mentality to play to the finish in games that may not be the most meaningful. I think back to the preseason, how great he is there. This game still matters for both teams. If they win and the Jags pull off an upset as a 16 and a half point dog, then these guys get in. But I mean, to me, if we get the chance that Lamar comes back, which is rumored to be possible, that obviously makes a big difference and makes Baltimore more appealing, but even not like we're going to get a backup quarterback. That's got work for Baltimore. Baltimore, the last couple of weeks. Um, so I think it's an intriguing angle potentially with Baltimore, but let's see the true opener here and what this market settles at. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not sure Ben is going to be entirely there on the field.
3: Well, how about the doubleheader on Saturday and, and Dallas and Philly, the late game COVID issues for the Eagles guys could still come back. And McCarthy says yesterday, he plans on playing the guys. What do you think? Is that went from two and a half to seven? Yeah,
5: it, it's more than just a COVID issue potentially for Philly uh, or people looking to back Philly because there were rumors before any of those tests came out that were pretty strong that I had access to that said that the Eagles were going to sit guys regardless. And so now there's kind of this like weird, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but maybe tests were a little bit more aggressive. Uh, So then guys for a playoff run wouldn't have to be tested for 90 days after a positive test. Uh. under the new rules and protocols. So the Eagles, um, with a lot of key players going on the list yesterday morning and the week of a game that essentially means nothing for them, where there were rumors that they were going to sit everybody regardless. So interesting little development there that probably isn't too far different from what some other teams are doing that we might see today or tomorrow. Uh, Like you mentioned, the Cowboys expected to start everyone. Jerry was on his usual radio spot said he really wants to see the guys out there. The Cowboys can still move up. They need a lot to help them. But you know when it comes to Jerry Jones and potentially hosting an extra playoff game, what goes into that? You're probably going to get the guys that matter most on the field starting. So we've seen the market adjust for this. I think the Cowboys becoming an interesting teaser leg potential uh, in a week that's probably going to have a lot of those legs shape up later in the week.
4: All right. How about the Chiefs Broncos on Saturday afternoon then? and the way that this number is shaping up. I actually thought it was going to go higher than 10. It came back the other way. Why do you think that is?
5: So it was three before we knew the situation with Kansas City on, like, the look-ahead. And then, like you mentioned, it opened. It went up a full touchdown. It was at 10. But this was a matchup that these two teams played on Sunday Night Football, what was it, five or six weeks ago. Um, That game, the venue was flipped. It was in Kansas City, which is one of the larger home fields in the NFL. And professional betters were lining up to take Denver at plus 10. And so now we're seeing the same number with the venue flip. You take out Bridgewater from the equation, you put in lock, but you also add in the potential of the Chiefs kind of being locked into the two unless you really think that Houston is going to upset the Titans, um, which Tennessee is a little bit greater than a 10-point favorite at the moment. So that's the only way that the Chiefs, Changed their seating. Reed has a history of sitting guys in the final week. The expectation is that they're obviously going to play, but you wonder late in the game as a 10 point favorite if this game is locked up. How does that kind of change what they might ultimately do in the fourth quarter? So that's an interesting little quirk added in from the handicap. But again, like there's a very clear reference point to a number that professionals gravitated towards and moved that market significantly in a primetime game. That money was very real despite the result. And now we're kind of seeing the same thing with the venue flip and some added interest at the end of the game. So uh, potentially a big number here for
3: Kansas City. Okay. Do you want Matt Ryan, period? And do you want Matt Ryan eliminated? Uh, Saints win and they get a nineer loss. They're in. And the Saints laying points on the road, lost to Atlanta the first time at home.
5: Yeah, I never want Matt Ryan, but it's a weak way. You might have to take him. Like, it's it's a big number, again, for the Saints to be laying against a team that uh, you just mentioned it, that game was six for New Orleans in that first meeting. Now we get the venue flip, so it's adjusted a little bit. But this four and a half is going to keep going up because the must-win teams always get inflated. They draw interest later in the week. So this is a number that's going to keep climbing. But I think at some point here, we're definitely going to see interest in the Falcons. Matt Ryan against Buffalo, despite having the Bills and winning that bet, really surprised me late at how hard he was playing. He was selling out. On runs in the red zone, he was in guy's face, taunting. I think a lot of this is like a Ryan semi-audition tape in his late 30s here that he wants to go somewhere in the offseason potentially. And I think there's something that he's trying to prove that he still has. And so, to me, that's been very real down the stretch for how intense and aggressive he has been in games. It's a little bit uncharacteristic of what we see. So, a Saints team that offensively has a ton of issues – and if they're laying, again, a bigger margin here that might ultimately get to six, I'd be looking at that as, as probably too high. So not a game I bet yet, but I think there's interest for Atlanta from some pros at some point this
4: week. All right, follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Adam Shernoff, our guest. His uh, podcast is called The Simple Handicap, and he is the product manager at Covers.com. I think you went to war with the uh, Giants last weekend. Uh, after watching that absolute debacle, Paulie and I agree on this. We have them rated as the worst team in football right now. In fact, worse than Jacksonville. Uh, Do you want to step up to the plate and take the giants again?
5: No, but you might have to based (laughs) on the number. Like, so Washington's a six and a half point favorite now, and that's leaning towards seven. There was a note that came out yesterday that said, Washington wants to have this game as one for the young guys. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, nor does anyone else, and there were sort of questions around that. But my question here is, like, what's ultimately worse, a Washington team that's playing potentially like a second-half early preseason roster for at least some portion of the game, or a Giants team that's going to be playing the starters, if you call them that, that after the game on Sunday when they got blown up by the Bears – there were players asked and like key starters like, what did you think of Joe Judge and his 11-minute rant that was just all over the place, yes. burying the team, bearing team members, and the players comment and said, "Oh, I didn't listen to it. I don't know what you're talking about." And like they, were, and so it's like there's this huge disconnect between the players and Judge. I don't blame them. Like the Giants are completely broken as a team. It's clear he's lost the locker room. But again, like if this gets to a seven and Washington is is going to like a, a backup younger roster with that being the focus, that's a lot of points to be laying with a team in that situation, no matter how bad or disconnected the Giants ultimately are. So Jake Fromm getting the start, it's messy, but let's see what happens with the Washington announcement a little bit later in the week. And it, it might be a case where you kind of have to take the points here with the Giants and Fromm.
4: Yep. Where are you at with Buffalo? Because I saw you tweeting some stuff mm-hmm. yesterday about the bills and their power rating And you said that they would be favored over the Packers in the Super Bowl. Do you have them as the highest power-rated team in football?
5: I I have them in the top three. And my comment there, I think it got taken a little out of proportion, as things tend to do on Twitter, let's be honest. But, uh, like, I was saying that the Bills minus one, minus one-and-a-half-point favorite in that situation. So I wasn't advocating for, like, north of a field goal, like people were kind of making it out to be. But the thing that is intriguing to me about Buffalo is despite playing an incredibly easy schedule, they're a team that has for the entire season been inside the top five for net yards per play, they've been inside the top five for net success rate, and they are one of the few teams at the top of power ratings, at the top of standings that are in the playoffs that are below their win expectation. And so that's based on point differential, is very powerful in terms of predicting future performance as well as gauging performance to date. So from a numbers perspective, the Bills have a lot of sort of a rare lineup of numbers in a couple key categories that really support them as a team, despite the easy schedule and and their success going forward. So that was where a lot of that comment that I made came from in supporting Buffalo going into the playoffs. Um, so uh, very high on the bills. Uh, I think they're a team that maybe after sort of peaking like week eight to 10 in terms of their price in the futures market, in terms of like Allen being MVP, um, we've sort of seen that come down a bit maybe going into the playoffs here, they're just a touch underrated despite being a very good football.
4: You can follow Adam on Twitter. He is at Adam Chernoff. He puts out all of his bets every single week in the NFL. Thanks pal. Good luck with what you do this week.
5: Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the games. Look forward to playoffs
4: next week. Yep, you got Me it. You too. Same here. Up next, we'll run down last night's betting action, line moves, big upsets, and there were plenty in win some, lose some.
5: Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown
2: sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. <laughs> or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Holly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some.
3: Props from Monday Night Football Johnson, first touchdown, 7 to 1. Harris, last touchdown, plus 450 and the amplific- uh, the uh, ramifications of that touchdown, fantasy football, the prop that cashed, Browns on teaser tickets, everything. I can't believe he didn't fall down, uh, run the clock out. And also because Bryant, Harrison Bryant, any time touchdown was 12-1. to Imagine what last touchdown of the game would have paid. But in any event you cash a big ticket there, he uh, so had the late touchdown. Scoreless quarter, plus 250, nothing in the first quarter. And the Steelers now 20 straight wins at home on Monday Night Football. Pistons shocked the world. 17-point dogs in Milwaukee last night, 12-1 to 1 on the money line. They get the win. This was two days after the Clippers were 13.5-point dogs and beat the Nets, plus 850. Premier League, Wolverhampton, plus 450. Beat Man U 1-0. Maryland from 9.5 down to 7, lost by 5. Alabama AM and m pick them up to 2.5. Beat Pine Bluff by 20. And one thing to point out, Bickerstaff was 75-1 or higher to win Coach of the Year. He's now the favorite uh, with the Cavs. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsan.com for our radio and podcast friends as well. One of my favorite dog videos in four years of doing this. Zoe getting the Christmas presents and unwraps it. He knows what she's doing. Or he, he, he unwraps it. Give me that. Grabs it. And what is it? Okay. Opens the gift. And it's headphones. And then why would a dog have headphones and put those on? <laughs> Dealing with the Huskies and the look on its face. And it's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I have to do it. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, these Huskies are something. And it is something. That's good. Something's
4: one word for you. Yeah,
3: right. Uh, You don't mess with Grandma. Here the guy goes in, going to give Grandma a snack, and at the last second pulls it back and takes it. The dog's not happy. (laughs) And attacks the guy for doing that to Grandma. Taunting the dog. Oh,
4: come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, can't do that. Two-minute penalty. Sure. Dog's smart. Well, so, I mean, they know what they're doing here. I mean, look at the way he sets it up. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. yeah. I mean, the, yeah.
3: could have been shenanigans in the first video, too, but who who cares? We're having fun. Lose some grizzly nets over, 226 up to 230. No good there. Morant was incredible. What a performance. And Towson, plus one, went off a three-point favorite and lost by four. couple of good tweets. You mention it. Uh, it's worth repeating. This is from the Associated Press. Jags fans to
4: dress like clowns show up at the stadium against the Colts. In protest and uh... at some point, like enough's enough for a fan base, right? Yeah, you can't take it anymore. Fourteen of the last fifteen years have had a top ten pick. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> what? I will give you a. How about this? What was a Twisted Sister reference on the show today? Plus eleven dollars. We're not gonna take it. That's yep. that's what that's their mantra right now in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Enough. Yeah, yep. And Andy
3: Reid. I mean, how can you get excited? Lawrence Urban Meyer out the window. Your quarterback stinks. He got two wins. The Andy retweeted. He was asked uh, New Year's resolution. He said, I was going to say eat less, but then I'd feel like Pinocchio. That's what he said over the weekend. And uh, a bad beat. Notre Dame and the Fiesta Bowl, if you had them against Oklahoma State, they were 79-0. and since 2004, when they led by 21-plus points in a game. That came to an end. And Sam Houston State opened 8, got to 8.5. They led by 24 with 245 left. Grand Valley lays it at the buzzer to put it on 8. And how, how do you blow something like that? Well, it's not as you would expect. Steal, layup. Steal, three-pointer, missed free throw, layup. I mean, everything has to go wrong. Full-court press. For that that to happen. Yes. Win some, lose some presented by BetRivers, your hometown book. Claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250MATCH. Learn more at
4: BetRivers.com. All right, so what have we not covered today? It feels like almost everything for Week 18 of the NFL.
3: Yeah, we're going to get more information. But you have uh, three or four coaches now about... At least what, And they could change their mind. That's also happened before. It's still early in the week. 100%. Like, yes. But, again, McCarthy says they're playing people. Jerry says they're playing people. Dak wants to play. Eagles, COVID issues, and what Adam Chernoff said, where they might sit people anyways. Why not? You're already in. Uh, Arians going to go for it, and they're going to play people against Carolina and LaFleur. Now, this totally makes sense because they have the bye week. They're the only team with a game left that's locked into their seed. Is they're the one in the NFC where I don't want the rust
4: factor in three weeks off? I don't no, blame them. I would agree with that. Yeah. But it also comes down to Rodgers, too. Yeah, sure. I mean, how, how long will Rodgers play? I also, again, I think there's a, you could have a good back and forth on this, but I think Arians is correct with the Buccaneers, although they don't have a bye week lined up uh, by saying that he wants to play his guys. Look, I mean, if they get the two seed and somehow the Packers get eliminated and yeah. you know the road has to go through Tampa Bay to get to the Super Bowl – they have been awesome. They have pounded teams this year at home in Tampa. So they're better there than they are on the road. We saw it again over the weekend. Um, they had one hiccup anyway recently against the Saints. That was really bad. But for the most part, from start to finish this year, they have been phenomenal at home. So I don't, I mean, if, the, if that means something yeah. to him, then fine, go for it.
3: I could see that thinking. Yeah. if well, Something happens to the Packers and the issues they've had at home recently. In the postseason. The other thing what Adam Chernoff talked about. The Bills can go to the Super Bowl. I also wouldn't be surprised if they lose to the Colts or Patriots in their first Uh, playoff. I agree with that, yeah. That could happen. Same thing with the Titans. Yes, even though they're the one seed. But this is the first time. What is this? uh, This ties a record. Most losses by the one seed in the AFC since 19, going back to 1975. The 0-2 Raiders also had five losses as the one seed. Went to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Uh, run out by Gruden and the Buccaneers. But with the Titans, I know there's been injuries and guys, but you lost to the Jets. You swept Indy. You were destroyed by Arizona at home. You beat the Bills. You routed Kansas City. I forgot they went to LA on Sunday night and beat the Rams when they were beat up, won that game. They they beat the daylights out of them. Yeah. Lost to Houston at home. That was routed at New England. Lost to the Steelers, beat the Niners, just awesome uh, Sunday, destroying Miami. What, I mean, was
4: that, uh, what was the score against the Patriots? 36-13. 36-13, huh. Oh, yeah, so the, the middle of that schedule is just as good as you're ever going um, oh, sure, to see. Yeah. The, and They were beating playoff teams every week. And, you know, some yep. division winners in there. Like, if they get all their guys back, is it feasible for them to go to the Super Bowl? Of course it is. Derrick Henry, chief among them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Julio has anything left in the tank. You're probably right. But we've but. seen this before, too. They, they lost at home to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson.
3: And they, it was a long time ago, but they were the one seed in 13-3 and three with Kerry Collins. Also lost to the Ravens. They were one and done mm. and got beat in that
4: game. But I think what you said, though, with the Bills, I think this year, maybe more than others, you can say that about a lot of them, right? Like, I could see them going down in week one of the playoffs or making a deep run. Yeah. Um, like the Chargers. The Chargers can absolutely do some damage in the playoffs. Or they might lose on Sunday night, not even get in, and, you know, the Raiders are going to be the 7th seed. Uh-huh. yeah. You know, I can see either one of those scenarios happening. Yeah. I think the, the Colts, if, if Wentz is just, if he's serviceable, the Colts can win the AFC, or if he's bad, right, that team can lose in, in round one, and it might actually be ugly.
3: Where are you at with the Sunday night game? Because uh, it's too bad. We're, uh, Matt likes the Raiders. I love the well, Chargers. I, there's no home field advantage to speak of here. It's been the case the last two years. Yeah, but Chargers fans, I, don't. They're not, there will be no Chargers fans here. I'm not saying that. Here. I'm no. just saying it's a corporate spectacle, and it's not.
4: Oh, I think, I think this week it's going to be think loud. So? Okay. I think it's going to be a good home field this week. Okay, but I just think the Chargers,
3: better coaching staff, better quarterback, better team, destroyed him in the first game. He's right about the revenge factor. But I just, I just think, and, and now the Raiders have another
4: distraction to deal with. Yeah, another guy picked up a DUI another, yesterday. Right after the game when they got back. So that's, yeah. yes. I, that's well, it. I would say this. Uh, I have basically no opinion on the game because the Raiders have been the number one most difficult team for me to figure out this year in the NFL. Yeah, that is true. So when you count them out,
3: big win at Indy. Count them out. How'd they go to Dallas and win? Couldn't beat the Giants on the road. Destroyed twice by Kansas City. I mean, look at that resume. All right, we start with three wins. Great job here. We beat the Ravens and Steelers to start. Okay? Then we're hot. All right, we lost Monday, a Monday night game in Los Angeles. Bears come here. Listless performance. Couldn't move the ball. They lost to the Bears. Then Gruden's fired. I, I had Denver in that game. They, they blew out Denver on the road. Beat the Eagles. How good does that win look now? Beat the Eagles and went up and down the field. Off the buy-in and first place. Lost to the Giants. Red zone issues in that game. Run out by the Chiefs. Lost a low-scoring game to the Bengals. And then you're writing them off and they shocked the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Then they return home and lose to Washington in a low-scoring game, as we talked about all the times they've been held under 17 or fewer this year. I mean, I think that
4: they are Exhibit A for the team. They they sum up the NFL this year, (laughs) right? None of it makes any sense with the Raiders. And and a
3: field goal at the gun to beat a third-string
4: quarterback in Cleveland. Up next, uh, we will run down some win totals that are on the line in Week 18, what teams have to do to either stay under or go over. Coming up next.
5: Money on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. Free and available now vsin.com slash podcast
4: or wherever you get your podcast. So, did you see that? uh, This is the first time I think in. Nine years with the Chiefs that Andy Reid's not going to go over his win total? That's crazy. I can't now, go, yeah. it was set at 12 and a half. They were on this really long winning streak at the end of the season. Blew that game against the Bengals on Sunday. But with a win there and a win this week, they would have gone over again. Yeah, that was Eric Eager, okay, who was on earlier with us. 8-0 prior to this year to the win total going over. And every year with Mahomes, the total is going to be 11.5 or 12 in that range. This Mm -hmm. year, because of a 17th game, it was 12.5. Not going to happen. So grading out win totals or teams that still have win totals to play for this week, and bets are still up in the air. The Bills' preseason win total was 10.5. They had, again, one of the easiest schedules in the entire league. They still need a win to go over. So that's one of them. And 17-point favorites against the Jets. You know, we should do that as well. One day this week or next week, maybe, go back and look at how how the hell did this game happen or craziest scores of the year. Uh, how they lose to the Steelers in week one? Yeah.
3: Comfortable lead at halftime. There was a block punt. Yep.
4: how they lose to the Jaguars?
3: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, because you laid six and a half. That's Uh, why. You had great value. Um, Also, the New York teasers look good. They they all won. They won last week. They did. I mean, who's going to blow the New York teaser? And at William Hill, you can do a 14-point teaser. 14 point. Uh, who's going to blow that? Think someone's going to blow it? Jacksonville going to lose? Bill's going to lose? Bill's going to win by two? I mean, I can't see it. Some other games, other teams will fit the criteria too.
4: Jets were feisty. Yeah. Uh, they did. Yeah. Should have won a the game. They should have blew it up. They uh, should have beat the Tommy and Egg. Okay. Now, it depends on where you bet the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were mostly 10 and a half, but there were certainly some 10s out there. They currently have nine and now they have to beat the Rams to secure their 10th win of the season. I don't feel good about it. If it is Garoppolo, he's going to be uh, banged up,
3: and Akers is making is coming back for the Rams. I know it's five in a row, and Shanahan has owned McVay, but with the two seed in the division on the line at home, I will, I will trust McVay and the Rams to uh, win this game. You know, if I recall correctly, they kind of blew that week three game against Green Bay at home. They did. Rodgers made a... Uh... Got him in field goal range late, as I recall. Yeah. Yep. And certainly. Oh, the Seattle. Let's see. The, come the, on now. There
4: it is. Swept by the Seahawks. Yep. I mean, come on. Absolute killer. Yep. Cannot happen. And then the Titans lost two weeks ago. <sighs> Just a, a dagger. Oh, that's so bad.
3: They blew the game against the Colts in the Monsoon at home. They got beat at home by Colt McCoy. There were other injuries for Arizona.
4: Oh, this team missed yep. the playoffs. Uh, the Colts were around nine and a half for ten. So, believe it or not, they have nine wins. So, huge favorites this week against Jacksonville, obviously. But this team started off 0-3. Yeah, 1-4, yeah. Yeah. One and of the few teams that's going to get it done. You know, that, that big narrative of uh, teams that start 0-2 every single year have such a little chance to get into the playoffs. Well, here you're looking at a team that was 0-3, and actually, until this past weekend, had a chance to maybe even pull off their division but somehow. The Chargers were 0-4 one year. Was that They N- were. And means and- made the Super Bowl. Stan, Stan Humphreys? I believe that was. team was, was I, 0-4? I believe that was the Stan Humphreys wow. year, yeah. Okay. If not, I'll, I'll definitely get corrected on that on Twitter for sure. But um, the Colts just, again, they could have had a 12-game winning streak. Up 22-3 at the Ravens, Monday Night Football, blew it. Up 14-0 and a big lead against the Titans, blew that. And mm-hmm. again, going in to make it either 27-14 or 31-14 against the Buccaneers at home. That, that day, Wentz was Awesome. And they blew that
3: game. Yep. If you can't get a win Sunday night from the Chargers, that's a tough beat, too. I mean, that is, you lose at home to the Patriots. You lost at home to the Vikings. You lost at Denver. The, the tough Thursday night game against the Chiefs. But it, you can't beat Houston as a double-digit favorite. I mean, that's the other one. I know you had people out, but so did the Texans. Yep. I mean, if the Chargers can't get over their win total, that that's gonna, that's gonna stay with you for a while.
4: Agreed. Steelers were eight and a half or nine, again depending on where you were shopping around, and they can at least get mm-hmm. you a push. Um,
3: Horrible spot Sunday. I know. Wow, he could still. The, the, Adam's right. The press conference, win one for Ben, so emotional. Short week. Taking on Baltimore, those games are always close. They want to play Jackson. They're still Is this a dumb and dumb? Still, the Ravens still have it? Ravens win, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins lose. The Ravens would get in. Then they're in. Like a 1% chance. Yeah. Mm. Las Vegas can still get in with a loss.
4: Colts and Steelers lose. Yeah. Again, a push if you had nine, it goes right. over if they win the That's game right. and you got a better number. Uh, the same thing, or I'm sorry, if you if you had yeah, so it already went over eight and a half. Um, if you had the Dolphins again, this was all over the board. Miami was eight and a half, nine or nine and a half. Really? Yeah.
3: yeah okay. Ooh.
4: And I they're get, sitting on eight. I don't know how Belichick's going
3: to treat it. I imagine they go out there try to win the game and that. But I'm just thinking because he's a, you know a genius. Would would he think I'd rather maybe maybe I'd rather face Cincinnati? I don't know. I mean, you know know what a lot of people think and how much they respect the Bills, and they just played the Bills at home and got beat. Mm -hmm.
4: Seven-game losing streak into that seven-game winning streak. So, I mean, that was dead if you had the over. Yes. I mean, eight weeks into the season, (laughs) somehow you could still cash that ticket if you got eight and a half. Now, get this with the Broncos. Their win total was seven and a half. Remember the beginning of their schedule where... Oh, look at this, huh? Broncos, they're going to be dangerous. And I was actually kind of high in the Broncos going into the season. Okay. Uh, they started 3-0. and Their adjusted win total, I believe, at that point after 3-0 and was 10.5. You know how some books give you that chance to bet the adjusted win total? Well, it turned into an absolute disaster after the wins. again. Look at that. How does that look now? The beginning of that schedule, wins against the Giants, Jags, and the Jets. <laughs> sure. It yeah. beefs, beefs up a little bit, uh-huh. and uh, they can't tread water. And uh, 7.5 was their win total. Now you have to have a win over, you know, the Chiefs catching 10 points on Saturday to go over that total. Man, oh, man. And the Texans, again, this was, no. our producer Dustin saw five. I saw as low as four with the Texans with their win total. Somehow, some way, Houston actually has four wins. They're not the worst team in football. No.
3: They've been fighting, too. And with a loss Saturday, that would be five home losses for the Broncos.
4: Used to be automatic at home. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's one of uh, God. God, what has happened to that organization? Yeah, well, yes. Well, we all know, but I'm saying, when you think about it, does it feel like Peyton Manning retired that long ago already? I mean, they have been. John Elway cannot get it right.
3: Oof. He cannot, he cannot evaluate the quarterback position. This is really it's, sad. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's well, John Elway. And he doesn't know what he's looking at. I mean, that list is staggering. It really is. Drew Locke. I mean, I'm bringing in Flacco at the end. Paxton Lynch. Simeon. Actually,
4: uh, who, who Osweiler. Was, I mean, oh. Osweiler actually could play for a little bit. He was vital when the, the year that they actually went to the Super Bowl when Manning got hurt. Um, who, who's worst, do you think, Drew Locke or Paxton Lynch? Locke's better than Paxton. Lynch. I think Locke's better. Yes. and Signed Keenum.
3: Keenum had a cup of coffee there. It's like, oh, my God.
4: I mean, I will say this again and again. That team has a ton of talent. Yeah, they do. They just have it's weapons. They have a terrible yes. coaching staff and lousy play at quarterback. They have to get it right. They're just they're going to waste this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why do you know what I want to call it? Like a window? Well, what's their window with you know Patrick Mahomes in the same division and now yep. Justin Herbert? But... And
3: again, we mentioned it, but it cashed a cash the worst to first, the Bengals were twenty-five to one to win the division. Yep. Going back the last ten years, the team with uh, higher odds only the two thousand fifteen Washington Football Team, thirty-five to one. They were 20, 22 to one last year, uh, and won the division. So that cashed, and then we have the uh, great prop that was that cashed uh, as well last year, but twice I think. But with the worst of the first to worst rather. And
4: what happened with Seattle? Yeah,
3: that's another great prop that some places put up. Yeah.
4: that doesn't happen as often, often as worst to first, but it's like in the ballpark. Yeah, it happens almost every single year. Like it's it's been an overwhelming amount of years to happen over the last twenty years since they went to four divisions. But the worst to first is like clockwork, and this year is with one of the biggest dogs on the entire board, in the Bengals at twenty-five yeah. to one. That's why people love the NFL, it's great. I thought the Bengals would go under their win total. I
3: thought are oh, they going to win seven, eight games? Right, seven games, win the division. I know the schedule was easy, but still, I thought the Eagles. I, would, I agree with Eric. I thought the Eagles would be one of the worst teams in the league, and they go over the win total and make the
4: playoffs. They were a popular bet to actually have the worst record in football. Like he brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yep. I thought the guy was in over his head, and it was a terrible preseason. Well, yep. All right, you can get in touch with the show. Uh, On Twitter, at v Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard up next. In-pocket plays, so what we're betting today and uh, this week. And we'll run down as a reminder here what Nick Saban has done as an underdog in his time at Alabama. The numbers are next.
1: to determine the winner of any given college basketball game.
3: Someone gives you 10000 to one on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end
2: of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No, nope. five to one. No, nope. ten to one.
4: You're on. All right, time for our in-pocket plays. Winner last night uh, in the NFL with the uh, Steelers plus three and a half. That one got there uh, against the Browns winning outright. Again, the messages flooding in today from others who were involved in a fantasy league in in the Super Bowl that was impacted by Najee Harris' late touchdown run. That flipped so many across the country from, imagine if you need, you probably gave up on the game. A couple minutes to go. Yeah, sure. You needed six points or whatever. Yeah, it's fourth and 19. They're backed up.
3: Penalty leads to a touchdown. Onside kick, just going to run the clock out up. Third and two house call.
4: Doesn't fall down. Uh, Mayfield was bad yet again.
3: So so uh, was Stefanski. I don't understand what he's doing. Where's Chubb? Yep. Run the ball. Nine attempts in the first half. Steelers haven't been able to stop the run. What yep. is he doing with a quarterback who's hurt? And why do they keep putting him out there? And now, of course, he's probably going to have surgery and not play Sunday. Right. This made no sense. You had a serviceable
4: backup there the whole time who won a game and beat Denver. Yeah. And it's still, no, we got to go with Mayfield. Yeah. Yep. So bad year overall for that team. And uh, let, me, let me read you this is a good tweet from Brett McMurphy. Nick Saban has won six of the last seven as an underdog at Alabama. Georgia, we all know this, a three-point favorite against Alabama, and Chris Felica checking in as well. Uh, The last three times Nick Saban has been a dog at Alabama, they've won by 17 points or more. (laughs) Here's the list. SEC title game, catching those points against Georgia, they won 41-24. In 2015, They were plus one and a half against Georgia. They won 38 to 10. Remember the game in 09. So he went from 2015 all the way until 2021, like two weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, to be a dog. And then he went from 2009 to 2015 to be, he's been a dog twice in more than a decade. All right. Okay. So 2009, plus four and a half against Florida. They won 32 to 13. They actually, they lost to Florida the year before that as a dog. In 08, he, he won outright a couple of times. 41-30 against Georgia, plus 6.5, 34-10 against Clemson. They were plus 4 in that game. I'm on Alabama, plus 3. I just, I know that they have injuries, and I know that you can absolutely tell me that Georgia saw them the first time. that's can, That can only benefit them. Um, but it's Alabama, man, and I'm catching points with this team. Now that... It's up from two and a half. I will take the three in the field goal with Nick Saban.
3: All right, there'll be more coming, but I really like the Chargers Sunday night. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Raiders by double digits. Strong on the Chargers. In Pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials. Posted afternoon Eastern at com. These numbers again, and that's it for Ben, but to throw 34 passes in the first half and have 96 yards. Yeah. That hadn't happened in 40 years. He's 26-3-1 and one against Cleveland. They've beat them 18 in a row at home in the regular season. They've 18 years in a row, they've been 500 or better. Fifth, every year for Tomlin, obviously, 15 in a row, but 18 overall as an organization. They've won 20 in a row at home on Monday night. Goes back to 1991. And the Browns now are, uh, missed the playoffs 18 of the last 19 years. And a lot of people, as they pointed out on the broadcast last night, thought they'd be a Super Bowl team. Yep.
4: Uh, let me, can I throw some NBA at you? Sure. We have ignored this sport with all the NFL and college football obviously going on down the stretch. We will get into more NBA and NHL probably starting next week. Uh, this tweet from Woj. There's optimism. Golden State, uh-huh. uh, their guard, Clay Thompson, will make his return versus the Cavaliers on Sunday. A final decision is, is expected once the Warriors return home from a two-game road trip on Friday. Uh, I will pair that with another tweet from StatMuse. In the past week, this goes back a couple of days, they beat a fully healthy Suns team on the road without Wiggins and Poole. They beat a fully healthy Jazz team on the road without Draymond. And they're missing Clay Thompson and soon to be getting him back. Awesome story with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for tonight, there's, yes. a, there's a really, by the way, there's a really good game. I want to get into this one first.
3: Oh, I think you mentioned the bowl game. Oh, I'm like we're gonna call that a good
4: game. Be, be, no, before we do, yeah. there's a really under the radar good game in the NBA. Cleveland hosts Memphis tonight. Um, the Cavaliers are 13 five and one ATS at home. The Grizzlies 12 and five ATS on the road. They just kicked the doors off of Brooklyn last night, and they're four and two ATS with no rest. Cavaliers looking at point or I'm sorry, uh, three point favorite or so in the game tonight. I have no opinion on the game. I'm not going to bet it, but it's a good one to kick back and watch. It's a big upset the last couple of days in the association. Right.
3: And then thoughts on the bowl game. Here's a 10-point move. LSU open three. K-State's up to seven. So many guys out. Transfer. Who knows who's going to play quarterback for LSU. They might run the Wildcat. The O-line coach is the interim tonight. Thompson comes back for Kansas State. Lyman's a good coach. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, again, I, I'm i not saying I, I would not be surprised if the game's canceled. With what the bowls, how uh, this has been, the, we've had what happened on Christmas Eve, and then what happened in the Holiday Bowl. Right. Well,
4: I'll put it this way. It's just been. I mean, I, I do not want to be Debbie Downer. I hope the game gets played. Yeah, right. But, but I, knowing what we know as of right now, I'm actually shocked. The game is how they've treated totally these bowl agree. games. Like, if they're going to do that to Memphis out in Hawaii, and <laughs> if UCLA can't get a couple of guys together from two hours up the road to play a game in, in San Diego against we'll a team that flew there from North Carolina... This game is going to be played tonight and LSU has no players.
3: Our friend Joe made those comments who's an LSU fan to me last week. He goes, I can't believe they're playing the game. He said that to you last I week. I don't know how many go, I don't know who's who they're going to play at quarterback,
4: and they don't have any guys available. Again, per the count from the athletic, this was yesterday, the LSU roster was down to thirty-nine players. Yep. I think thirty-nine overall scholarship players that they could put on. And again, every position has been decimated. Think about this. They have a backup offensive lineman who's the backup to four of the positions on the offensive line. So if they have injuries on the O-line tonight, what are they going to do? If this guy's the backup for four different spots, come on. Yeah.
3: And again, to uh, amplify what I said yesterday about the sport being broken, these bowl games don't matter. Uh, you had Ohio State fans, 7,000 Ohio State fans said, nah, Rose Bowl, I'm not going, right, and give their tickets back. Opt-outs there in the Rose Bowl. Coaches leaving. The calendar screwed up. Everything's at the same time. Williams is now going to transfer from Oklahoma. Coach is leaving left and How about right. that news? So much money on the line as well. Business decision. I don't have a problem with it. If the kids don't want to play, and then you, you we can't get a close game in a semifinal to save our lives, and that you must expand the playoff, and you must put the the quarterfinals on campus sites to get because the the kids are going to the same schools. Alabama, Georgia. Now AM, Clemson, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You can't have 33% of the rivals' top one hundred players going to three schools. Yep. AM, Georgia, and Alabama, because the kids are gonna go where the, to the playoffs and the sa- only the same teams are making the playoffs. But you if you expand it and open it up, guess what? And I think Lincoln Riley's gonna do it, but kids will start going to different come on. Bryce Young's from California. The Bowers kids from Napa.
4: Right. What what is going on here? They're what? going to Alabama and Georgia. So not only did Caleb Williams say he's going to go to the transfer portal yesterday, but he kept Oklahoma on the list that lasted for like two hours because Gabriel, the kid from Central Florida, who committed to UCLA, decommitted, and now he's going to go to Oklahoma. (laughs) how about that? Keeping track of this stuff on a daily basis is is impossible. Uh A a lot of other people have uh, suggested scholarship limitations. So that would actually, I think, even out the playing field as well. Nick Saban disagrees, Paulie, with everything that you just said.
3: Well, I I don't necessarily agree with your assessment of our game. Uh, I can't speak to the other game, but uh, it was a really hard-fought game for
2: us. Um, I think so, um, and we have a tremendous amount of respect for the team that we played. Uh, I don't know that uh, expanding, if this is the best four teams and they played each other, um, I, I don't see the logic and if we had more teams there would be better games I, I i don't i don't know how that adds up
3: well of course the sec wants to keep it the way it is and saban wants to keep it the way it is and as dan wetzel said they don't the sec is is, is so confident that these other conferences can't figure it out and realize to expand no, they don't want to tinker. It, Everything's golden for them I mean, right just, now. If you're the Pac-12, like, you can't win a bowl game to say you no. can't get in this discussion.
4: No, you're not even... You can't
3: even but you've been out of this since Washington. It comes down to Lincoln-Riley, and that's it, pretty yeah. much. I mean, you've become irrelevant. And okay. I think Riley will
4: change things, and everyone will go, but, go to USC. But this is... Uh, you've got to expand the playoff. But again, as we pointed out yesterday, give the top two teams bye weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could have some of these lower-tier bowl games. Like if the Ro- again the Rose Bowl was... Sensational television. I could not even imagine what that was like to be there live. Uh, quickly, did, I know, uh, imagine that was uh, a playoff game. Well, I
3: wanted to compliment. I think you said it yesterday. The, the, the gap between three and eleven, or three and twelve, very close. Four and twelve, but you just you'd see the difference between one, two, and the other guys. Yeah, right. Between Bama, Georgia, and everyone yes, else. Yes,
4: it's one, two, and I mean,
3: then say what you want. It was still seventeen six since Alabama and Cincinnati's at midfield late in the third quarter. I don't know what that was by Michigan. That was over. When it was two touchdowns yeah.
4: early, that like that thing's over. I stopped watching the second quarter. Right.
0: MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level.